Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Greg Waugh. I'm Dan Beeston, and in episode 148, I am going to work the bugs out. Come to bed, lassie. You can't hurt me. And hack the planet with your body. But before we get to any of those esoteric ideas, what (laughs) happened to you this week in science? I was very excited to see that Mars One, the company that was going to send people to Mars, yeah, but uh, ba- now this is, this is the place that wasn't going to send people to Mars; it was going to send them past Mars. Uh, no, no, they were going to send them to Mars. Oh, right. Mars, one, Mars One was the one where they sent out to everyone all the saps of the world, like myself, to put in a little brief to, to join in the amazing experiment of going to Mars. And they were going to pay for it with reality television. That was their oh, big plan. That's right. Y- yes. That was years ago. We talked about it on the podcast a couple of times. You wouldn't want season one to get axed three episodes in. And then you're like, oh, we ran out of money partway through. Sorry, guys. There's You're no, stuck on there's, Mars. There's no money for the fuel bank. I yeah, love, well, I love the they, idea that you go to a fuel station at Mars. I like, that's, that's what <laughs> happened in my head. It's like, oh, yeah, if they run out of money, then like, something's going to go wrong with the spaceship halfway through. I guess your communications could go down. You just, I think, I think something goes wrong, they die. That was what everyone said. Was, You're just going to die anyway. We don't have to worry about it now because, yes, to begin with, for someone like me and lots of other people, I mean, thousands and tens of thousands of people went for the rinse of the role. They didn't want me because I wasn't beautiful enough, obviously, which is a, it was their shame, their problem, not mine. Months later, I realized it was a bit of a scam, and I've just kind of been watching it with more of a um, shout and fascination. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's weird is someone where I live now, in the city I live in now, he actually got much further through and is kind of considered one of their ambassadors. I've actually met one of their ambassadors. Oh, wow. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Anyway, the company's gone bankrupt now because, strangely enough, you, no one wanted to pay money for this. They have no infrastructure. They built nothing. I don't know if it was a scam. This is why I'm trying not to be angry about it, upset. I think it's a really, I think it's really exciting that someone had a great idea. I just think it was one of those you should learn to you should learn to crawl or, or you should learn to lie on the floor before you learn to sprint down the street faster than any man has ever sprinted before. Because- the problem is that when you come, it comes to space travel, there's there aren't all the little microscopic steps between crawling and running. It's like yeah. well, you can get to the moon, and then you got to get all the fuck out there. Yeah, well, I mean, SpaceX is kind of doing it. They they had their hoppers where they like they, they lift them off the ground for a couple of seconds and they put them back down and they fly them a bit high and they put them back down and there are steps to go. I mean, True. remember the Gilmore Space Technologies? We've talked to James Gilmore and his brother in Queensland about space. And at the time, I must admit, I was like, they sound like crazy people. But then they now are working with the government building rockets in South Australia. So there are baby steps we can take. There's something so Aussie about it. Oh, how do you how do you get the rocket out there? Oh, flatbed truck, mate. Yeah, I love is. that. Oh, I adore <laughs> yeah. that. That's the thing. But to the, it is possible, but not for Mars One. Uh, Mars One is defunct. It's dead. It's gone. Uh, and I'm I'm not that sad. I think we all kind of expected it to happen if we were following it. it was you like it was, it was going to happen? I'm glad it happened before they were halfway to Mars. Put it that way. That would have yeah. been that would have been good television and bad morally. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Now. 
It was made me where, think, though. Where were you during season three of Mars One? It's like, <laughs> oh, everyone remembers where they were in season three, Mars One. <laughs> oh, it's when the, when the cannibalism started. Now, it made me think, how many people have been in space? Do you know how many people have been in space? Um, well, let's see. you got a couple of Russian dudes up the front. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you've got I'll, a I'll give you, I'll give you a help. handful of Americans. With, I, I reckon a couple of dozen. The, Yuri Gagarin was the first one. And are we was, counting uh, dogs? No, no, people. Dog, dog, well, dogs are people, but, Chips? you know, no. Primates? All primates? No, no, no just human. Just homo sapien homo sapien. sapien sapien. Yes, yes, right, yeah. Uh, or or would, they be, would they now be homo sapien stellar? No, 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 not, not at all. Space wise man. No, 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 absolutely no. not. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, 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 eventually, when people start having sex in space and then the people who are born in space can no longer breed with the people on the ground because yes. of your mutation and stuff, they'll be yes. Homo sapiens stellar. Or so, uh, yes. Or, or, or just Homo sapiens sapiens with cancer. Who knows? Um, well, like the good mutation. The stuff that gives you, like, laser eyes. Uh, right, yes. We always, we always take the laser eyes one. How many people, Dan? How many people? Oh, a couple of dozen. A couple of dozen. 571. Jiminy Jillikers. Yes. 571. That's a lot. Uh, anybody, I was actually going the other way. I was like, that's not many people since 1961 we've put into orbit. Uh, we've put into space, I should say. Yeah, but, but you yeah. only take up, like, three at a time. Yeah, and there's and you've kind of hit on it. So and it's uh, expensive. Just like how much would it cost to send five hundred and seventy-one eighty kilo humans off I, out of the gravitational field? At the moment, I think it costs about ten thousand dollars per kilogram to send you into space. I think it's about ten thousand dollars because I think Elon Musk wants to get it down to a thousand dollars per kilogram. So it's pretty it's pretty expensive. Mm. Uh, and I, I just, can I just revisit something I just said, where I said that they're getting out of the, the gravitational field? Oh well, that's that's not like that's, the gravitational no. field extends a lot further away than a hundred k from the Earth. So infinitely, it, it extends infinitely. Whoever's typing an email right now, <laughs> you could stop. Yes, yes, that's right. But anyway, so <laughs> the uh, so Virgin Galactic sent up some people in their space plane, and uh, there are now three three extra people. And the 570, uh, 571st person was Beth Moses, the first woman to fly aboard a commercial spaceship, which is kind of exciting. Now, out of those 571, only 24 have been outside low Earth orbit. Okay. So, and only 12 have been to the moon. So and that's it. Tw- wow. So the ISS is inside low Earth orbit, isn't it? Yes, basically, okay. yes. So that, I imagine that's where a lot of the people ended up. That's where they, they all end up there and they hang around. They're all, they all in, the, in the Chinese, in the Heavenly Palace or in the in Skylab or in, uh, yes, in all the ones what's, that have been up there before. What's the Heavenly Palace? I've never heard of that. That's the one. It's the Heavenly Palace. That's the one that burnt up the Chinese because the Chinese aren't involved in the International Space Station. So they built their first own space station and without help from anyone else and then unfortunately it burnt up and fell into the atmosphere last year so no one, no one was in it but it, it couldn't stay up there and they're building another one that hopefully won't burn up it sounds like something from monty python like i put sent into the I, I built a i built a spaceship in the low earth orbit and it fell down burnt up and fell into the swamp and that's <laughs> that's what you're gonna get my son this this space station the strongest yeah. space station yeah. in low earth orbit okay so they kept like falling out of the atmosphere landing on top of each other now the yeah. final one stays up in space because it's on top of all the others <laughs> 
yes. So it's the, a space it's station like, elevator, really. It's, it's how they built it. It's, it's a great idea. Yes, yeah, so they're building their own. So we've got 571 people up there, but only 12 people have been to the moon. That's as far as human beings have been. We, we don't count opportunity and curiosity and spirit and because they're robots. Yeah, they're not, they're, not. Hum, they're, they're homo sapien roboto. Homo sapien meccano? Meccano, I like that, yeah. The, yeah. the, uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus. We, and we can't acknowledge the fact that there's actually a small human child inside the chassis pulling the levers because no one knows how to run robotics. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like the, that chess-playing monk. Yes. <laughs> he got yes. fired into the stars. <laughs> look, look, we made, we made the robot work. Great, we're going to send it into space. What? Uh, what? Oh, um, okay. okay. Are we going to so, put any air and food in there? No, it's a robot. Oh, uh, no. Like, John, how's your, um, how, how are the kids doing well? Haven't seen little Michael for a long time. He's at boarding school. <laughs> I talk to him every day at a 20 minute delay. Why 20 minute delay? No reason. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's really dark. It's a really horrible yeah. story there. Because we had an opportunity to stop working recently. And I love the real yeah. reason. Is yeah. the, <laughs> There's a dead child in there. The kid got sick. Oh, no. Oh, that's a horrible story. We have to write this. This sounds like something Charlie Brooker would write for Black Mirror. It'd be like, technology is evil. Robots are evil. They kill a child. Ah, I'm Charlie Brooker. Ah, Black Mirror. Mm. Turns out it was man. Then someone (laughs) has sex with a space pig. (laughs) Anyway. So that was my week in science. I got weirdly off track there. That's good. Good. Excellent. (laughs) What was your week in science? I went on a cruise to some Pacific Islands. And I saw some boobies. Well, well, I've heard that happens on cruise ships. They're red-footed boobies. Well well done for you for looking elsewhere. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Along with (laughs) petrels, they they glide next to the boat as it crosses like these insane distances between the mainland of Australia and the Pacific Islands. Are they they scavenging food? Two days. Scavenging off the boat? Yes. That is a very good question. Now, obviously, some birds follow fishing boats because they have learned that fishermen, like, they throw dead fish off the side and the birds Mm. are like, oh, there's so much food here. So you can train birds. You can check that by just going down to any boat ramp and Mm. you'll see pelicans loitering around, like, in their big coats, (laughs) being like, hey, uh... You got any you, you don't you using that fish head for anything? Because uh, <laughs> me and my mate here, uh, we can maybe do something with that. You were maybe we see some fish heads. Maybe uh, maybe nothing happens to your boat. <laughs> no one, no one has to get crapped on or nothing. Yeah, no one has to get crapped on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, mama wants to wet her beak. No, not literally. <laughs> The air. I wondered whether maybe these birds, because two days they follow the boat without landing. When you say follow the boat, were they being pushed ahead of the boat? They were not being pushed ahead of the boat. I wondered whether they were drafting, like yeah. a cyclist oh, okay. behind a truck. But then, <laughs> like they, the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but they, they, they'd be like behind the boat. Then no, that's drifting. You're thinking of. Oh, okay, right, sorry, right. Drifting's when you're going around corners and sort of sliding sideways at the same time. Or when your engine, your ship break down and you like run onto the rocks. Yep, yep, That's either or. I would watch that movie. Vin Diesel in cruise ship drifting. Oh, God, we're all going to die on this yeah. boat. Well, I'll fix the boat. Thank you, Vin Diesel. Or it's just like either it's going to be really dull because they're just going to be like slowly floating sideways or it's going to be yeah. really exciting because you've got a great big 
seagoing vessel going sideways at extreme <laughs> speeds and blue sparks coming off the back. Whilst the rock is punching Vin Diesel in the face and like having a fist fight. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, I want to watch that movie. Let's make it. Quickly, get on the phone. I don't know who to call. <laughs> Damn it. Listeners, we need to make this movie. <laughs> so the birds are not at the back of the boat and they're not at the front of the boat. They okay. hang out at the side of the boat. And the answer to why they're there lies under the water. Duh. There's nothing good under the water. Like everything under the sea is, makes me scared and terrified. And you just go, mm, it's not good. Greg, you poor little man. The life up there is terrible. Let me tell you the joys under the sea. Ah, <laughs> oh, that crab is talking. Kill it. Kill it with fire. Now take, it, it. Now take it to a kitchen. <laughs> oh, no. Mmm, like, intelligent crab brain. Jamaican me into a meal. Oh, uh, oh I feel sick. Oh, oh. Well, that, that happens when you eat intelligent crab. <laughs> that tastes <laughs> smart. Mmm. <laughs> Give me some dolphin next. Quickly, bring that mer lady over. She looks she looks quite intelligent. She can't speak, so we can't... Oh, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, okay, now, if you're a fish and you're in a school of fish and an enormous entity charges through the water at you, mm. you are going to shit yourself. Right. So huge schools of fish barrel out of the way of this cruise liner as it like, oh. throws itself through the ocean. Now, most of those fish, they just go down or sideways. Mm -hmm. There is a very particular fish that is trying to get out of the way in a very unique manner. The Exocoatidae, the flying fish, goes up. Oh, right. Okay, right. I was just... Okay, good. (laughs) You nailed it. Uh, I watched schools of 30 to 50 strong leap away from the boat and cruise like 50 metres before plunging into the water again. Wow. And so, yeah, these huge swarms... Of fish, or flocks of fish. So basically, the fish are coming up, and the birds are coming down, and they're all meeting in a, in a terrible orgy of destruction halfway. The birds chase the flying fish, and they pluck them <laughs> out of the air. That's amazing. But oh. it, it, it's incredible watching fifty fish leap out of the water, and forty nine sort of hit the water <laughs> all about the same time, but all sort of yep. scattered. It looks like machine gun fire from like an eighties <laughs> action film. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the boobies chase them and uh, the cruise ships become like this moving buffet of flying fish. <laughs> but the uh, the boobies also have to pay for the alcohol, just like you do. What? Why are the boobies drinking alcohol? Why are you drinking alcohol? Look, when I said that I went on the cruise to see birds getting drunk, I may have miscommunicated <laughs> what my goals ah, were there. I see. Fair enough, fair enough. It's a fact, Dan, that everyone loves dogs. Facts are what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I know you're not terribly enamoured with animals. So many people like dogs and, and cats and pets. And many people allow their animals to sleep on their bed and with them at night. Oh, so, you see, you, you, you don't maintain your alpha relationship with the dog if you let him sleep on the bed. Uh-huh, there you go. So that's, that's, what, that's how Dan controls his relationships in his life. No sleeping on the bed for you. I own this house. Yeah, well, my wife sleeps on the bed and I have to sleep on the floor and... <laughs> that's how he understands how the pack works yeah so many people so people that's why i can't do, have dogs in the house because there's nowhere lower for them to sleep <laughs> i need a tiered system <laughs> maybe you can put some tacks on the floor and the dog could sleep on that tacks thumbtacks and stuff yeah 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 yep. 
That sounds cruel enough to appeal to me. <laughs> but no, but a thousand women were in the USA were looked at for sleep, sleep quality and sleep routines in relation to pet ownership and bed sharing. And it was discovered that 55% of participants who owned a dog let their dog sleep on the bed and 31% shared their bed with at least at least one cat. That's what they're saying. And humans as well. So, And 50% of these people also had a human that they would share their bed with as well. And here's the interesting point about this is sharing your bed with a human is horribly disruptive to your sleep. It's actually one of the worst things you can do is to sleep next to another human being. Because <laughs> we, we move and we roll around. And even though you may not realize that you're, you're, um, you're waking up, you are waking up quite a few times in the night because your yeah. partner moves and, and you wake up or they go to the toilet. It's really, really disruptive. So that was the, supposedly the worst thing to do would be t- just to sleep next to another human being. Okay, but go. surely a dog or a cat is going to be like, – especially a dog and a cat. Like, they're <laughs> well, co- they're con- like the dog's constantly going to be making the cat go and steal steak with gravy for it. And, it, and then the cat's <laughs> going to have to like team up with the mouse in order to make that happen. I, do you know what, what pets are? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I watched heaps of Looney Tunes cartoons. Ah, uh, I see. Right, good. It's supposedly cats – Cats are also just as disruptive as a, as a fellow human in your bed. Oh my god, yeah. So cats, because they get up, and I've I've had and that. And they lie on your face. They go, oh, this they, yes. this is the warmest part of the bed. I'll lie yep. on on them, and they and you suffocate. But also they like you, so they kind of go, I want to get no close to the person that, that you are. And, of course, that's the part that talks to them, is nice to them, and smells good because good, it's full of food, and they come and lie. Yeah, they do. They have a habit of lying on your face. <laughs> oh, God. Get, I'm getting chills. And they play because they don't sleep the same sleep patterns we do. So they jump around, and they play, and they fight, and then they use you as a springboard. And it's all very delightful until you realize you've had you know two hours sleep because the cat's gone berserk. And they get messages from cat space at two in the morning and just go berserk. It's great. So cats and humans, they're the worst ones. Now, dogs, here we're getting an interesting point. Dogs. It doesn't matter if, you're, if you have a huge dog or a little dog sleeping with a dog. Is much much better. In fact, it makes you sleep better than you if go. you're in a in a bed with no animal at all. Then, well, no, no, no. Sorry, sleep better than the other two humans and, right. and cats. Sorry, yeah, no, no, no. Definitely sleep by yourself. Always sleep by yourself. <laughs> you lonely, lonely people. But <laughs> definitely sleep by yourself. And uh, but no, dogs will not disrupt you. Not even close to what another human will disrupt you. Uh, dogs are supposedly very good at reading your moods, and also they sleep long hours and want to just be very still. They're quite happy just to sit there and not move. Now, what's interesting is not only is it good for you to have that dog there, it makes you feel better. If you have a, an interaction with the dog before you go to bed because you love your dog, then that means you'll sleep better. They say you have a better night's sleep because you know you had a nice interaction. It seems that not only Humans changed by this, but dogs are changed as well. If you have a bad experience as, and before you go to bed, uh, you're worried about something, you have a restless night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And a dog can help that. If you like dogs and you have a positive interaction with your dog, then you will sleep better because you had a positive interaction and your brain is more settled or whatever's going on in your brain and you have a, you have a nicer night's sleep. So dogs are very uh, – like aid animals, that's even for you. Like emotionally, they, they lower blood pressure. Uh, this has been shown. They're actually quite good if you happen to like them. But supposedly – Probably dog- even if you don't. As long as you're not scared of them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, as long as you don't go, it's a wolf, it's come to kill me, then it's probably a very negative experience. So the dog itself is very similar to us. We've co-evolved over time, and especially we've seemed to have been 
evolved to have dogs around even while we sleep. So dogs themselves have also evolved to be around humans. So you interact well with the dog, the dog will sleep better and more restfully that night. If it is a bad experience, like someone breaks in or a loud noise or whatever, the dog will have a more restless sleep as well. It doesn't seem to affect cats as much. Cats just don't care. They just get on with their lives. But dogs are very much like people. So if you're having a positive interaction with your dog in bed, then you can both sleep more soundly. Well, they're the they're basically nature's alarm, danger alarm. That's why we that's why we sort of started to cohabitate. They they could get food from us, and we could get an early warning system from them because they'd yeah. be like, "You'd go, oh, the dog's here. I can sleep more soundly than if the dog's not here." Because, oh, that's a good point. Because yeah. at some point, the dog would be be like, "Bear," and you're like, "Bear, get the sticks, yeah. get the sticks, get the sticks." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the dogs go crazy, especially when before they were fully domesticated, they were just these animals that didn't kill you, that lived around your camps, and you threw the scraps to, let's say, then they were not going to kill you. They're like, food source, don't kill the food source. Mm. But but we will. We don't want to have, have our puppies killed by the bear, you're right, or other dogs or whatever, the other predators that are around. That's a good point. I like that. So we've, so maybe we have evolved to, to have them as, as friendly things near us. When they go berserk, we know we we know it means badness is around. We better deal with that badness. So if I and was like would... anxious about someone breaking into my house, I'd be like, oh, a bit anxious about people breaking into my house. Go to bed, anxious about that. And then you're like, I'll just set the alarm. It's like I'm not anxious anymore because the alarm will warn me off to yeah. bed. Yeah. Sleepy bobos. That's until it turns out that it's the guy from Mission Impossible, and he like repels in from the ceiling and drops poison into your face. And he's a cat. And he's a cat. <laughs> So what's better, Australian or American? I, I don't fall into your uh, into your patriotic bullshit of who's better. Humans, we're all just humans, Dan. Not all of us are humans, Greg. Oh. Some of us are Australian cockroaches and some of us are American cockroaches. How dare you? Now, an Australian cockroach is an absolute delight. It's like small, it's matte. Uh, you'd invite him around for tea. Hi, Matt. <laughs> all right, we'll call him all Matt. <laughs> You'd invite him around for tea. He wouldn't come because he prefers it outdoors. And he's a cockroach. Well, an American cockroach is a horror. It's smooth. <laughs> it's scuttly. It's like this Lovecraftian creation. He loves the heat. So when it's winter, the big bastards sneak into the house and make a mess of things. Do they like climb into your bed and like sleep next to you? You wake up and there's like a giant cockroach just smuggled in? If you eat in bed, yes. Oh, yeah, they eat anything, so they will Ugh. come for tea. Ugh. They prefer fermented stuff. Oh, that's, oh you're, you're, you're stuffed then. My precious beer. <laughs> but they'll eat anything, including their dead and their droppings. What about our dead? Yeah, yeah, they love our dead. Oh, wow, okay. And they make more of them. <laughs> they well, of our dead? Of our Hang dead. On, they, yeah, they spread disease, oh. they contaminate food, and they trigger allergies. They are suspected of carrying diarrhoea, uh, dysentery, uh, cholera, leprosy, plague, <laughs> typhoid fever, and <laughs> viral diseases such as poliomyelitis. That's insane. This is, this is the, what does this American cockroach look like? You'll have seen it. It's the one that you're used to seeing in the house. Isn't that called a German cockroach? That is an American cockroach. Oh, my goodness. Okay. They can hold their breath underwater for 40 minutes. And I, I like the fact you know this because you tried to drown one. 
Die, you bad Die! Stop struggling! Oh. Die, you bastard! 38 minutes didn't work. I'll try again. 39 <laughs> minutes didn't work. This has taken a long time. I'm going to give up and drink my beer. There's no beer left! <laughs> they can live without water for days and without food for a month. They what? can survive without a head for weeks. Wow. There you go. They can survive a nuclear blast. Can they? If it's far enough away, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was about to, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. If it's like in a different country, they can survive yeah. it. Yeah, they can survive it. Really okay, easy. if it lands on their head, no. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, okay, cool. That's, no. that's fair enough. That's, but, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, so they're, they're not immune to heat. But <laughs> they are less at risk of ionising radiation than us. Oh, that's good. Cells are sensitive to radiation when they're dividing. Our cells are always dividing. Mm. but cockroaches only cell divide when they're molting. So three-quarters of cockroaches are almost immune to the radiation from a nuclear weapon just oh because goodness. they're not molting at the time, so they're not likely to have mutations. Right. Uh-huh. Little bastards. Now, the American cockroach is not originally from America. It's originally uh-huh. from Africa. Oh, they didn't really exist in America until the 1600s. Somehow, a whole lot of them managed to make their way across the sea on boat journeys back and forth from Africa during that century. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. reap what you sow, Americans. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, no. Okay. These little buggers showed up really early, at the, like evolutionarily, at the same mm-hmm. time as the first reptiles and amphibians. Well They've done. Been around a long, long time and ex- and survived a bunch of extinctions. <laughs> they probably caused them. Yeah, you know, very the great, possibly. The great dysentery explosion of five billion years ago. Five billion years ago? Four, two billion years ago. <laughs> Wasn't it carbon dioxide? No, dysentery. Everything dysentery. just shat itself at the same time. <laughs> That's right. It, it gives a very similar methane spike. <laughs> <laughs> the F2 event. Um, <laughs> what they can't survive is our very good friend, deadly neurotoxin. <laughs> good. Or good. bug spray. Yay! So the, the pyrethroids are fast-acting organic compounds. They paralyse them by preventing the function of voltage-gated sodium channels in roaches' axonal membranes. I love that place of the roach's brain. Okay, so the axonal membranes are like the cells in the like the nerve cells, like they're across, they're on the outside of the nerve cells. Why are you looking at the sky? Is it getting dark? Uh, it, it's, Is it a K three event? No, no, no. It's, it's an F two event. Not again. Um, sorry, it's getting very bright. I was just trying to work out whether some, what the sun was doing. We don't want anything bright on this podcast. No, absolutely not. The axonal membrane is the membrane on the outside of the nerve cells, mm-hmm. and the signal that passes from cell to cell gets disrupted. So it means that the signal never gets to where it's supposed to go. Ugh. The bug is paralysed and it dies. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Take uh, that. Now, you don't have to drown them in spray. They just need a single droplet to hit their skin and they'll eventually die. That's the part that terrifies me about those those sprays is how little you require and how scorched earth it actually is. And you realise other animals are in the room. You didn't even know were there. All die at the same time. You're like, how weird? That's This is terrifying. And obviously it doesn't affect me because <laughs> I'm not dead. Yeah, well, it, it is a very low strength and they're very susceptible to it. I wonder if there's like a if there's like a spray can of anti-human spray that they can just walk into a room and go, Psh, and all the humans just drop dead. Look, if we inhale the heap of it, 
we could be in some real trouble. Uh, okay, good, 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 yeah. good. Oh, hang on, wait. Bad, bad. Yeah, it'll do the same thing. It's just that we would need a human-sized dose rather than uh-huh. a cockroach dose. Right, so yes. Okay. Mm, there are good. alternatives to the spray, if you're worried. Oh, good. There's boric acid powder. You <laughs> sprinkle a tiny amount of boric acid powder where you think the roaches are. They walk through it and it sticks to them. They lick it off themselves like a little cat. Oh. Oh. And the boric acid in their stomach poisons them. But by this time, they've gone back to the nest. The other roaches eat the dead roach, and they get poisoned too. Nice. That'll teach you. Yeah. Or, or how about this is when one of your relatives die, fill up their insides with boric acid, and when the cockroaches come in droves, boom. Ooh, Problem smart. solved. Yeah. That's right. Throw your honoured dead into a hole full of cockroaches. Hmm. It solves two problems. Yeah, the cockroaches will come anyway. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. There is a blend of both. Cockroach baits, like the, so you'll see them at the supermarket, a little plastic, looks like a little plastic landmine that you've like, got by in packs Roach of motels. No. These oh. are the cockroach baits. Oh, okay. Cockroach baits with fibronelle turn the cockroach into a bait itself. They eat the delicious fibronelle, then wander back to the nest, get sleepy, mm. and die within 24 hours. Then the rest of the nest feeds on them, and they die. So same <laughs> sort of thing as the boric acid. Hydromethylene baits work by inhibiting mitochondrial energy production, so oh. food can no longer be turned oh. into energy. Oh. They take longer to die. Up to four days, so it spreads its horror further and wider. Oh, that'll stop Jedi as well. Oh, that's a... Oh, jeez, there's Star Wars 9. <laughs> someone's, put, someone's put cockroach baits in the new temple. All our midichlorians no longer work. <laughs> stop eating your dead. <laughs> but they're delicious. It's a, it's a, it's a religious practice. How dare you? How dare you stop my religion? <laughs> Cut to Mark Hamill being torn to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they vanish. It's a protective yeah. me- mechanism. <laughs> they don't want it's to like, leave a body. Vanish or get eaten, eaten by your young. That's why Anakin Skywalker walked into that room and killed all the baby baby Jedi back in one of the prequel movies. Yeah. Because he's just like, you're going to eat me. I'm going to get you first. Get it, you little bastards. Come here. <laughs> and why he was so upset when Amidala had kids. Yeah. <laughs> no! no. I'm going to have to take him to soccer practice. <laughs> I always assume if, the, if she dies, it also, he's probably very sad because he knows right now that Luke and Leia are feasting on her dead flesh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jedi are cockroaches. Does this make Sith the good ones? Are they like, good God, we're going to kill these roach people? Or am I just reading too much into this? They're just bad as well. They're probably just bad. They just like politics. Politicians yeah. are always good, aren't they? Deep. Deep. <laughs> So there is a roach motel. Yay! Okay, it is a cardboard box. 66, there's a roach motel. There is a box with yummy food inside and sticky floors. Bugs I, crawl I, in I, I and live get there. stuck. I, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> They are not nearly as effective as baits. In fact, there is some evidence to suggest that pregnant females will give birth to their young in the trap, causing a new <laughs> outbreak of roaches in your house. Uh, uh, just like a real motel. Yeah. So, don't want to use chemistry to kill cockroaches? How about some diatonomous... Diatomaceous... How about some diatomaceous earth? It's a fine (laughs) rock powder. It is Uh, both abrasive and uh, absorbent. uh, That sounds like the best tissue paper in the world. Abrasive and absorbent. (laughs) 
The roach crawls over the powder, which sticks to it. The powder is sharp and cuts into the bug. Oh. Then it absorbs the moisture from the bug, causing it to dehydrate. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like regolith, moon regolith, like the, yeah. the fine powder on the moon. There's no cockroaches on the moon. Yes, good point. No bed good bugs in point. outer space. That's what NASA wants us to think. Yeah. You but said they didn't come from America originally. You said Africa. Maybe they came from the moon. Africa is not on the moon. I, I know that. I'm, 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 yeah. How about asphyxiating the bug? Choke it with your bare hands. Just, <laughs> or your force like, powers. Where's the neck? I can't find the neck. <laughs> you uh, have to plug all its spiracles, all the little holes, because that's how they breathe, that little holes through their body. That's be exactly like, right. You have to plug up a flute. Be like, do, 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 do. Every time it's trying to breathe out a hole, you're like, God damn it, and trying to put your fingers all over it. Yeah, you're right. A mixture. Oh. How about a, spraying it with a mixture of soap and water that covers yes. up their little trachea that they breathe through? They'll run out of air and die in a little sort of foamy mess. <laughs> we're really horrible to these things. Okay. We're, we're, yeah. we're horrible. Yeah, you feeling a bit guilty? I am, I am. I am a bit, yeah. How about letting it go? Oh, like Elsa. No, not freezing it to death. Oh, right. (laughs) No. Cockroaches are valuable food for birds and reptiles. They're great pollinators. They eat what other creatures won't, breaking it down and returning nitrogen to the soil. Because they can live in such filth, their bodies need to create natural antibiotics to keep them healthy. These are the same strains of disease that we're trying to fight off. Their brains may help us unlock new antibiotics. Oh, my goodness. The American cockroach may end up being the saviour to the human race. <laughs> or just hit him with a shoe. That works just too. Hit him, hit him with, with a, shoe. a shoe. Hit him with a shoe. I, I, I have been, I've actually gone into a kitchen. This is a few years ago now. I went into a kitchen because I heard things scuttling around and I switched on the light. And, you know, they, normally they duck the cover. This one was just staring at me. And when I, when I was like, well, you're a brave cockroach and proceeded to walk towards it, it charged me. I'm like, yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't having it. It, it had taken the kitchen over, and uh, and it wasn't taking my guff. You're, you're you're really in trouble when you sort of put your head into the kitchen and you and you flick the light switch next to your head and go click, and you're just looking at a, like another cockroach that just leans over and just goes click. <laughs> <laughs> then you just leave the kitchen. That's when you, when you just leave I'll, the house. I'll come back in the morning. <laughs> This future is amazing. We always hear amazing stories. We talk about them a lot on the podcast, but I have heard... We're using a video phone. Yeah, that's right, yes. A video phone! Not even Captain Kirk had a video phone. He could just talk to people on a radio that went long distances. What a lot of rubbish. Maybe they did do video, but the people in Star Trek worked out the same thing that we do, which is video phones kind of suck. You know, it's really weird. You should say... Funny you should say that, because, you know, Star Trek Discovery... And, you know, the new one, the the, the one yep. that's set before the original series, so all Michael right. Burnham and all the rest, in that they have holograms. They've got this amazing technology because, you know, they're making a TV show now. You can't make it look crap like mm. the 60s TV show. I understand that. And I, it doesn't bug me at all. Uh, but you kind of go, wow, your technology is amazing. And the Enterprise, when it turns up, is going to look like a heap of crap because, you know, it's, it's not going to make any sense. Mm. Captain Pike, in one of the episodes I was watching recently, actually made a comment. He went, uh... 
in the Enterprise, he's on the he's on the Discovery now. Uh, yep. He went when I get back to the Enterprise, get rid of the holograms. I don't like those things. They they just look like I'm staring at the wall. <laughs> the Captain Pike. They made this weird reason why they don't have holograms on the Enterprise. Ah, uh, that's great. Yeah. So so Kirk obviously went. I'll just keep that. It's, I know it's not a real reason, but it's it's a nice in universe reason. That's nice. Uh, I like that. It's very cute. And when we like talking, about, yes, so we live in the future. But I have read the story that this the most future living thing that I've ever heard about. Have you heard about Twenty Three and Me? Uh, the genetic tests, yes, yes, where you can you... spit into an envelope and post yes. it over to them. Yes, and yeah, then, I need and to then... spit. By the way, please don't send anything else. People think sometimes think you have to send other stuff. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, and then you, I mean, you know, you're dealing with bodily fluids. Just, I mean, it all it should all work in the machine, right? Yeah, you uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess it would, but well, also actually, that. would would sperm take all of your genetic information? I see blood. Or Holy would crap! It... <laughs> well, thinking... but, but sperm only needs to take half of your genetic information. So, does every sperm have a f- your full genetic map in it? Well, yeah, it was, it's not just one cell, so yes, it would have it would. It's just carrying a part of a, half of your genetic information somewhere else, but it, its cells are made of your genetic information. Yeah, but you'd have to get like a whole bunch of them together in order to get no, all no, of no, your it's, information. It's not. No, it's not just a half your genetic material floating by itself through space. It's actually surrounded by a little swimmy tadpole thing that are made up of cells, and that little swimmy tadpole thing made up of cells would have your genetic information in it. I thought the swimmy tadpole thing was just one cell. It's but a, it's, I thought it was a sperm cell, and it just had a tail. It's, oh, it's not okay. like we're it's, it's not like we're ejecting tadpoles. What during intercourse, right? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I have to stop having sex if that's the case. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how biology works. I'm not a biologist, damn it. Anyway, let's talk about biology. Uh, oh God! So this, so 23andMe. So you can work out where where genetically you're from and connections, and and people have even you can discovered... work out who your dad actually is and that yes, your mum had an people... affair. And boom! And people who are adopted have actually found out that, that you know not found out they're adopted, but made connections with their family. I heard a great story about how one woman got a a message back saying, "Oh my God, you have a twin!" And she's like, "Oh my God, I have a twin." She didn't have a twin. She just forgot she had sent one in two years earlier. Huh. So she's in the she's in the database twice. <laughs> um, I, I you sometimes see these wonderful stories about these kids who grew up in the same like they, and grew up best friends. And then they're like 40, 45 years old and they both do the test and discover that they're actually brothers and that uh, their father was like had it away with the uh, neighbour. It's I, I've heard even scarier ones. There was one recently in Britain where a young couple got married and were together for – I think, yeah, they were – no, they weren't married. They'd just been together for five or six years, doing all the things that couples do. Oh yeah. And in the end, it t- and then it turned out that actually, uh, yes, the the father had been having it away with a lady. And, I, it might have been a and, sperm donor. I don't think so. I don't think this. Maybe, maybe it was. But I've heard a similar be, story. Uh, they of turned out siblings. to be related. They were siblings, at least half siblings. Half and, siblings. Like, and then there's, then there was a terrible, that terrible thing. And, the, and these nice people, why would you go on and tell people about this? Don't tell people this. Don't go on. Don't. You, no one needs to know this. Your thing. And they were like, look, we've been together for so many years. Yes, we are related, but it won't affect. The, we do want to have children, but the next generation, we discovered it won't really affect the next generation. It's only if they start having sex with their siblings, so it should be okay. And I'm like, stop talking about everything. Mm. Never speak again. Okay, so I've heard a different story. This okay. this couple separated immediately. Oh, okay. They were like, oh my god, we're so in love, but 
we're half siblings and we're both totally repulsed and freaked out. Well, these, 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 they were up for it. They were, they were in for it. Anyway, the, so there's this whole service where you can go. Hooray for out. the future. <laughs> you can. What am I promoting here? Yeah, in the past, you could have sex with your brother and sister and that's called being royal. And, and, and you, or you'd never know and you just. Wonder why they had a cleft palate. Um, <laughs> you can get your DNA sequenced, and it's a, it's a whole thing. There's been a way now where you can synthesize – biologists have synthesized DNA, and they've put them in these jars, and they've worked out a way that if the gene sequencer that actually looks at your genetic material, the genetic material in this jar – will then actually read the genes, that becomes a program, a computer program, which hacks the computer and takes over the computer, the gene sequencing computer. Oh, yeah. So you can use your DNA, well, not your DNA, but now, you can use hasn't DNA. Has technology been around since the 70s? It's mentioned uh, in that song. Gene reader, <laughs> don't you know that? No, no is that right? I'm I'm really sad because I I was going I was thinking I had an idea for your cockroach one I was going to go American cockroach stay away from me American cockroach and I went no I won't do it because we're better than that and now we're, we're not. not we're not <laughs> so I, but the, just I want the I want the audience to think about this for a moment that you could put gunk into a tube that you have made. And it's something. It's like something out of a Michael, a Michael Crichton novel. And then that gunk takes over the computer that's gene sequencing it, and then you can access information. So you can find information from people who are have the information in that database. Basically, mm. they can find all the. So you can find all the information and, and hack it. It's not. It's not very likely, but it can definitely happen. So you can run this exploit. They're calling it. What's it's called exploits? Yep. But you can turn chemical bases A, T, G, and C into. A computer program, a computer virus. Yeah. And hack the computer. Yeah, well, it does make sense. Certain ways to hack computers involve just putting garbage onto the end of something that's not expected to be there. Yeah. And it yeah, sort but... of and it fills up the memory. So it's more about the knowledge of the program that it's being run on, like the computer that's being run on. But Strangely it's still... enough, it's exactly how it's buffer overflow. It's exactly what they use. But well done, well done. I was reading it then. So the, the researcher started by writing a well-known exploit called a buffer overflow. So yeah. that's how they that's how they so, shut down the system. So the the, the short ex- explanation is that is that the computer program expects you to have a little bit of code that goes starts with a hey let's start here and ends with a hey let's end here, and then and it just checks for that. But then with a buffer overflow, you put a bunch of information after the thing where it says just stop here. And that can mm. actually go into the program as well because the program just goes, oh, I just assumed that I was going to stop there. But then all this other code ended up being written in and activating in a different way. It's You're making crazy. it boring, Dan. It's about, it's about goo hacking computers. Don't actually explain it. Good Lord. Computer Sorry. man. Sorry. Sorry. It's cool, though. Goo like, hacking computers. But this is the feature. And this one makes me worried about certain databases uh, in Australia. And, and I'm not trying to tell people to, to do it or not do it. I've chosen to take my information off the Australian medical database because I worry. I do actually worry that the government is not good at protecting things. It's not an mm. anti-government rant. And governments are good. Society is great. But I don't want all information in one space that everyone can get access to just because they can, because they choose to. And then also it's so easily hacked, even now by people hacking into it, maybe with DNA sent to a gene sequencer. Uh, mm. It's, it's, um, it's, yeah, I just, mm, security is easily breached. Yeah. I left Facebook. That's, 
That's, Just ripped that's... the Band-Aid right off. You did... How's that going? Yeah, good. Good. I haven't been upset by any of my friends' idiot other friends in a long time. <laughs> it's... It feels liberating. <laughs> hey, bub. Feeling any better? Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the CryptoZoo. Who doesn't need bandages? Um, uh, a mummy. Wolverine. Oh. Who laughs in the face of Hello Kitty sticking plasters? Deadpool. Who clots faster than a speeding bullet? Lobo. Who? Lobo. He's a DC character who's like a space biker. It doesn't matter. Yes. What's important <laughs> is that each of these characters shares a common trait. Gregoire? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, common trait. They're all badasses. They're all they're all they're all bastages. They're all they're 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 hairy. They all have body hair. A lot of it. A lot of we on a Deadpool. Deadpool doesn't, doesn't have hair. any hair. No, no, he's got well terrible sores. Bubbles. Yeah, terrible sores. They all have a healing factor of some sort. That they heal back from regeneration. Accelerated healing. Yay! They can all heal super fast. And they I want to be like them. Oh. Now, when you're exercising, you're doing little tiny bits of muscle damage, and then the mm-hmm. muscles heal and create more muscle. So if you were constantly healing, you could do heaps of exercise without getting tired, and you'd bulk up like crazy. Good. That, that's how Wolverine gets his abs. I want that. I want Wolverine abs. <laughs> now, I'm not a mutant, I'm not an alien, and I don't want to have to fall in love with the Grim Reaper and be cursed by Thanos. True, true. Comics are weird. <laughs> Comics are weird. That's Deadpool. That's not in the Ryan. Ryan Reynolds didn't get into that one. It's so strange. Yeah. Well, I wonder, ha- wonder what happens in Deadpool three. He probably okay. grabs his junk a lot. Just that sounds about right. Mistreats women. He mostly mistreats men in those movies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good point. So, do you have any idea how I could become, or how possibly we could both become super healers? I always, I always thought maybe some sort of cancer. Some sort of mm, bold, so, bold call, bold call, <laughs> left field. I'm going for cancer because cancer is. I'm going un- for dysentery. <laughs> unchecked cellular growth. I thought that might be a way of doing it. And if you could give cancerous stem cells and then convert them over to muscles and skin and that sort of stuff. I, look, I make it sound very easy, but it's impossible. I think. Uh, but that was always my my answer to yeah, it. Would that's be that's not really healing. Like that's you. You're using the same functions that make healing. And I'd like you're... to point out that CryptoZoo isn't about doing the thing that, as they say, it is. It's, it's, so it looks like the thing that it says it is. We've we've had some weird all stuff right, on right. CryptoZoo. Right. So you're not calling. You're, you've gone down the path of doing lots of crunches and sit-ups, and that's not my path. I'm talking about cancer. I'm all cancer right. boy all the way. All right. so I'm saying cancer, controlled cancer. So your your muscle cell dies, and then a cancerous growth appears, yeah, but it but, turns into muscle, yeah, and then you're fine. Well, all I'm trying to tell you is that controlled cancer is what's called basic human growth. And well, yes. uncontrolled cancer is cancer. That's what makes cancer. All I'm saying is that maybe, maybe Dan, you could think about being a Ryan, Ryan Reynolds-esque badass uh, for a year before you died. Okay, okay, okay. He also looks like a cancer victim. I mean, and he technically, is a cancer victim. And, and he and that's the thing. He does have cancer, but his regeneration ability also not in the is that in is it, no, the cancer's gone. They cure his cancer in the movies, but in the comics, I think he's still got it. No, so, he's still got it in the movies because when he gets a shackle on his neck, it makes his cancer come back. 
in the oh, second there you one. Go. Okay. Which but, um, do, yes. I, I don't know what technology goes into that little bracelet. They should probably sell that. They should probably sell that and not the superheroes because that, yeah. that that thing that suppresses all the things is actually much more powerful and probably worth a lot more money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like that movie makes no sense. Yeah, it's funny though. It was funny. Oh, I loved it. I hadn't seen Deadpool two, but I watched the Happily Ever Deadpool, or whatever it is, or mm. Deadpool Before Christmas, or mm. and it was like the PG version. Yep. It was very good. <laughs> oh my god, I laughed. So, what's a good healing thing in the body? White blood cells. Right. So you want more white blood cells? You want lots of them? They're created in your bones, and they rush to the injury to stave off infection. Now, you mm. can stimulate these blood cells with a drug called filgrastim. Ooh. People... Like a friend of mine from school. Good hey, old filgrastim. Filgrastim. Phil. Uh, he would stimulate my blood cells. <laughs> oh, young love is amazing. Down behind the bike sheds. No, uh, no. People no. going through chemo have this stuff because the chemo nukes their white blood cell count and they need a Oof. rapid replacement. Oof. I've had a drug like this before. It hurts. I donated a type of blood cell called granulocytes. Usually you're making a normal amount of white blood cells and your bones don't hurt. But on this stuff, you're overstuffing your bones with cells and it aches. It feels like the flu. And that's okay, though. You should accept that because when doesn't come to it, when Wolverine pops his claws, it hurts. It's hot because it's pushing through his skin. Well, oh, well, in the movies anyway. So I don't know about the comics. He may have a little portal, ports or something on his claws in the, in the comics. But is it, remember, the but first, that's the first... nothing to do with his healing factor. That's pushing through his skin, though. That's uh, that's. It's actually he's cutting himself every time. So yeah. Wolverine in the first X Men movie from years and years and years ago, she, she um Rogue says, "Does it hurt?" He goes every single time because he's mm. you know he's three knives are coming out of his hands. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with his healing. Like that's the that's the adamantium that he had his bones replaced with. Wait, how does oh, he? Re- so he doesn't. Wolverine probably doesn't have white blood cells then. Why is that? Because he's, he doesn't have bones. He's got adamantium. He's got an adamantium skeleton. No, no, his skeleton. bones are laced with adamantium. He has bones. Oh, They're so, laced okay. in adamantium. Yeah, yeah. His bones haven't been replaced. That would be very bad. They've been laced. Yeah, you'd have no white bad. blood cells. But what if if you took out all of Wolverine's ability to make white blood cells, would he still yes. regenerate? Was it, like, Where does his regeneration come from? Magic. It, he, Mutation. <laughs> he regener- Mutation. He can, he, yeah, he can. He yeah, can simple he can rege- evolution of the species. Will suddenly make lasers come out of your eyes. And <laughs> okay, now white blood cells do up your immune system if you've got lots of them. They clean up dead tissue. These cells mm-hmm. engulf the dead skin, but it means you end up with inflammation. So another way to get rid of dead skin is to get maggots. Yes, you can put maggots onto ne- necrotic tissue. They only eat dead skin. This is debridement therapy. Maggot mm. debridement therapy. And it's used mm. in hospitals today. But, and I'd like to point out, do not go onto YouTube and type in maggot debridement therapy. Don't do it, listeners. Do not type in maggot debridement therapy. And if you, will... if you do and you watch a couple of them, in the sidebar, you're probably going to see some stuff for uh, mango larvae. Oh, like yeah, in yeah, dogs. Flies. Yeah, don't mm. go after that. Or a slightly different thing. But yeah, mm. but yeah, bot flies, mango larvae. Don't click yeah. on them either because they are wonderful. It's, a, it's <laughs> oh, I love watching that stuff. <laughs> I used to like it, and then I, my brain went, "Oh yeah, now full of maggots <laughs> on human flesh." Please stop watching these. But everybody was like, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> 
I always feel that that would be that's why I don't want to get involved in lots of BDSM and sort of stuff. I'd be like, whoa! <laughs> What's my safe word? I don't remember my safe word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maggot to private therapy. Maggot to private therapy. Yeah, that's okay. What we're doing, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so sterile larvae are placed on the wound. They can carefully mm. eat their way through the dead cells, leaving the live ones intact, and it reduces inflammation. So oh. part of my like super healing would be just always having like pads full of larvae and maggots on them so I could just attach them to any injuries and heal faster. Broken bones? <laughs> what? Broken bones? You're mocking my cancer answer. Now you're talking about having... So like, Watch out, Dan's coming. He's got his maggot therapy. Dunk. Yeah, yeah. You can't stop me, you can't stop me Magneto. Dunk. I've got maggots on me. Maggot oh, man. Maggots on him. Oh. Okay, broken bones? You need osteoblasts. Uh, these body cells weave bones together and repair them. And you can boost... Can I just point out that osteoblast sounds like something from Mortal Kombat? It's like... Uh, or Street Fighter? Hadouken! Like, osteoblast! All your bones fall out of your bum or something like that. Debrigment! <laughs> oh, my necrotic flesh! But if you want more osteoblasts, like the real ones, that mm. help weave bones together, you can boost that up with some strontium. Oh. Research published in the American Society of Hematology <laughs> suggests that strontium can boost osteoblasts that promote faster bone healing and stronger bones. Ooh, lovely. Muscle repair? You mm. need protein. Now, you could get red meat or other meat, but you really want to get heaps of protein to you. Or, or non, a non-animal protein. There's also, you know, yeah, peas or, you know, yeah. soy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well... If you really want to get some good protein into you, it's time to ingest some protein powder. Oh, Protein God. powder goes into old people drinks and baby formula and <laughs> weightlifting shakes. Uh, it's only valuable if you need muscle repair and healing repair. So mm. take it after a grueling battle with Magneto, not before. It also <laughs> assists in healing burns. Now... You're right, vegan protein powder made from various plants, yellow peas, soy, pumpkin seeds, plus a host of others or a mixture of them. Seems mm -hmm. like a great idea, doesn't it, Greg? It does. I love it. Don't yeah. kill an animal. Yeah. Ooh. What's your experience with vegan protein powder? I've had protein powder. It tastes awful and I'd hate it. <laughs> you replaced a recipe that had the animal product one with the vegetable product Did one I? at one point. Yes. I can't. Okay. You don't really. remember this? No, I don't remember this at all. You ordered a whole bunch of that. Oh um, yeah, that's the yeah 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 yeah. The, the uh, I was going to Soylent not eat... green or yes, Soylent grey. Yeah yeah. yeah Soylent beige, I think it was. It, called. it, was, it was just Soylent. It was just oh, called yeah. Soylent. Yeah. It tasted like ass. Yeah, you were like, and you and you went, how does anyone even eat this? And you went back to the recipe and went, oh, maybe I shouldn't have switched out. The, yeah, the, yeah. the good protein powder for the horrible protein powder. Uh, also, you meant to, they they flavor it a lot, and it's a lot of flavoring involved. And I mean, I made my own. Yes, I didn't. I didn't actually. Yes, there was it was it was a bad experiment that went horribly wrong. <laughs> I, I did it for one day and went. It's very. I can actually stomach. As in, I'm not a big foodie, so I don't care about you know lots of. But my brain went, "Do not eat this." <laughs> I ate it for a day, and it went. This is not food. You are not eating food. Please stop putting horror in our body. And I went, okay, I'm sorry. And we and I gave all the stuff away to someone else. <laughs> yeah. So the vegan protein powder is not going to work for us. So mm. we'll have to find another way. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Lordy. Okay. Whey protein tastes better. It's slightly more dense in proteins, so you don't have to eat as much of it. Because it's dairy, it can affect people who suffer from dairy intolerances. 
Mm-hmm. It's not a drug. It's a supplement. And what does that mean, Greg? You you um you, you shouldn't get rid of all your normal stuff. No oversight. Right. No oversight. <laughs> Researchers screened 134 products for 130 types of toxins and found that many protein powders contained heavy metals, lead, arsenic, cadmium, and mercury, bisphenol A, which is used to make plastic, pesticides, or other contaminants with links to cancer and other health conditions. Wow. So hopefully that's a little bit better in Australia. Hopefully. Lordy. Okay. The liver needs protein to heal itself. But if you're eating a lot of protein and you don't have damage to heal, there is evidence that it can bugger up your liver. And I also read that soy protein is pretty hard on the liver. Okay. So make sure that you're only like bulking out with heaps of proteins if you want to heal fast. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or in order, like after it's happened. After the battles. Yeah. yeah. After. Yeah. Gym rats are big into this thing called branched chain amino acids or BCAAs. Uh, this is just a wonder gimmick. You can ignore them. You get okay. these amino acids from a healthy diet and having extra is just going to get flushed down the toilet. The idea is that these acids reduce fatigue and soreness, allowing you to do more damage to your muscles and have them heal more from all the rest of our regime. Okay, you need carbs, carbohydrates. But you don't want blood sugar spikes. So no candy, no carbonated sugar beverages. Nuts, legumes, seeds and whole grains provides energy for healing that arrives in a predictable manner that doesn't damage your cells. Right. Okay, and you need vegetables. You need vitamin C from the vegetables to heal wounds, strengthen blood vessels and to ward off infection. Right. You also need antioxidants to improve immune function. So just a nice range of fruit and veg. This sounds like the most boring superhero ever. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's health health man. Oh, it's, okay, it's, get lots of sleep. Right. Uh, exercise. All of this <laughs> stuff. <sighs> it's it's yeah, it's got a, it's it's not quite as exciting as mutating, is it? It's not. No. It's, and once again, you mocked my cancer thing, and now you're like, eat well, eat well, sleep, sleep well. What are you, my mother? Good yeah. lord. All this stuff can increase your testosterone levels, and having high testosterone is an indicator for faster healing as well. Right. With all this stuff, you too can heal fast. And if you want to break the fourth wall like Deadpool does, there's nothing stopping you from doing that either. It really puts people on the back foot. And that's what Dan said at the end of his segment, and everyone enjoyed it intensely. Oh, Uh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Thank you. Protein powders... Like, fill yourself to a, full of all of these drugs that, sp- that stimulate all the stuff in your body. A standard caveat, this is medical advice, and I'm smarter than any doctor, so don't double-check with any medical pro- professionals before <laughs> implementing anything I've discussed. I've just had an idea, which is probably very dangerous. Oh, good, good. It's on yeah. brand. With, with, there's hemochromatosis. Oh, so yes. Hemo- where you get lots of iron in your blood. Iron in your blood. Now, iron in your blood is bad. I mean, any buildup, it, it does damage to your organs and, you know, lead to, you know, if it's not managed, you're not, you're not bled. But having iron in your blood means that you can carry more oxygen, doesn't it, through your blood? Yeah. So maybe you have to have a slight case of hemochromatosis as well. Well, that would make you stronger and fitter, but not necessarily better at healing because oxygen does damage to you, doesn't it? That's what you, you oh, well, need heaps of antioxidants. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that level. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying though. But it would it would fuel the cells around the wound site with more oxygen, hopefully, and therefore you might heal faster. I don't know if that's true. 
hemochromatosis people. I'm not too sure. I don't know whether the oxygen would help with the healing. Hmm. 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 More research. More research required. I like my cancer idea better, Dan. You know, having a nice diet, exercising right, and sleeping well is, is not my way to being a superhero. Did you miss all of the chemicals I'm loading people up with? Yeah, but, but they're all, but it's, it's kind of like legumes and meat and like, legumes on. and strontium. Yes, yeah, the yeah, smart yeah. enough fitness regime. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the Walk of Shame, where you, the listener, send in any mistakes you heard Dan or I say. Dan, have any mistakes been made? Yes. Excellent. Last episode, I talked about the Asian miner. Mm-hmm. A type of bird. An entire segment about a bird mm. called the Asian miner. Yes. The bird is called the Indian miner. I, I, I was so confused. <laughs> it's called the Indian miner, not the Asian miner. Right. Okay. And oh my goodness. It was the frog princess who told me that. And she told me exactly after we finished recording. And we went, hey, I was listening to you recording. You just kept talk- saying it by the wrong uh, name. I'm like, thanks for the heads up. I was so confused because I, I was thinking, isn't it a noisy bird? No, a noisy miner is a different bird. I was like, okay. A, a, a no- I was so confused. A noisy miner is a different bird. Yeah, it is. It is. But 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 I but I was so I was still very confused because I'd never heard of this Asian miner that yeah. was supposedly all over Australia pushing our birds out. I was like, how have I not heard of this thing? They're the Indian in- miner. Right. Okay. To make you feel any better, though, yeah. in Europe, or at least in the UK, Indian people are considered Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it's the same part of the world. Like, it's 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 an easy mistake to make, but it's not their name. <laughs> no, it's not like, their name. Like, that's not what they're called. No, they're not. No, it's not. No. Like, their it's, range extends into parts of Asia, as fact, we know it. It's one of the most spectacular, spectacular scrubs we've had in the podcast for a while. Oh, look. It, that's not pedantic. That's not a pedantic one. That's like a no, real... No, that's, that, that's, that's nail on the head. That's, that's the same as when I said that nothing can live in salt water. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I, I, I was real tired that day or something. <laughs> yeah, nothing can live in salt water, except for everything that evolved there. Oh, God. Except for life itself. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if when, where life originated, would that have been salty? Would that have been saline? It's, it's one of the good questions. It's a big question. Some There's some ideas, of course, that it developed maybe in shallow pools, like in the sea. So Because like, they talk about the, the salt content of our blood and that sort of stuff. It's mm. sort of similar to seawater. That's that's an idea. I don't know, I, you know who knows if that's real or not. Which is why you can idea, drink salt water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good. And But the other idea is that we formed on land in shallow pools using the indentations in the rock as the cell wall before there were cell walls, basically. So mm. you have a super garbage in <laughs> amino acids, and then maybe it formed on land and went to the sea. We don't know. Wow. So the answer is probably... Science has none of the answers turned to religion. No. Yeah, exactly right. Religion's got it all answered out. If you hear Greg say anything dumb... Please do send him an email at greg at smartenough.org. And then Dan, if he makes a mistake, send it to dan at smartenough.org. You have been listening to dan at smartenough.org. Also, the other voice is greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on some social media stuff by going to smartenough.org and clicking on the coloured buttons and participating in the conversations there. Pretty cool, especially on Facebook, which Dan's not anymore, so I run basically now. Yeah. Or don't. Me. Just don't do Facebook, I reckon. Just just leave as well. 
Are you anti-Facebook now? Are you totally against Facebook? Oh, yeah, that's why I left. Oh, okay. I, no, I just thought you were against the people. Oh, look. I just thought it was your friends too. were upsetting you. So <laughs> Maybe we'll make our own Facebook. We'll go to Smart Enough, we'll have our own Facebook with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> if you're listening to this there at this point in the show, then you like us. And we love that. We love that you like us. We love that when you interact with us on the internet and we can yeah. hear from you and find out what you like and what you don't like. If you want to support us, please tell your friends and your enemies. Tell everyone about smartenough.org. <laughs> yell at the window, I'm mad as hell. I'm going to go listen to smartenough.org. Yeah. And I'm going to go, shut up up there. Stop it, yelling out your window. It is as much fun as you've just had. So make sure they know that. If you really want to support us, you could throw uh, some money into our tips jar at PayPal. Right. Or you Buy could be. Shirts. We have some cool shirts. Oh, yeah. We have, blimp. We have a blimp that. shirt. We have a beautiful blimp shirt. You can have pictures of Dan and I on, a, on this comedy blimp, which is quite amazing. Beautiful shirt by Michael Fitzhuel. And of course, the Smart After Better logo as well. We're going to emblazon your body with our emblem like a superhero. Yeah. It will stop bullets. It won't stop bullets. You could give us two bucks a month on Patreon. Or you can give us five bucks a month on Patreon and then you have your name read out on the podcast and Ooh. thanks. Or you can give us 15 bucks a month on Patreon and I have to abuse you. Yes. It's, I'm always very excited by the start of it and I'm always very sad by the yeah. end of this. All it's right. quite an interesting right. – it's an emotional journey for me. Insulting people really is an art form. So I've decided that the insults in this episode will be actual pieces of art. <laughs> okay. So Al Batson, to welcome Al Batson back to the top tier – this is a drawing I did of Al. Okay, notice how plain the Hawaiian shirt looks in monochrome. <laughs> Dustin Fallon, this is a watercolour of Dustin and his terrible beard. <laughs> That's a beard? Okay. Scott Driscoll, this is mixed media, a blend of acrylic paint and an old Mr. Potato Head doll. Mm, mm. The liking is striking. Yeah. Like, the like, likers are striking. Steve Stewart, this avant-garde dance movement piece. Ole! <laughs> mm. uh, Tom Seary, <laughs> this cubist oil painting. Mm. Notice mm. I've distorted every part of him except for his weird thumbs, which I couldn't make any more unsettling than they already are. Their thumbs? Oh, Lord, I just thought it was some kind of snake attacking his hands. And Eric Wilson, who has said that we don't have to insult him anymore. Big thanks for the email about protein powders that inspired the CryptoZoo today. Ah, oh, thanks, Eric. Our $5 tier members are EarthDog58, Matthew Avery Breenbury, Morden O'Hare, Matthew Toy, Michael Barnes, Elena Mitchell, Phil Holland, Andrew Whitehurst, Gary Heather... Elizabeth Youngkin, Steve Eichenhout, and Andrew Trousdale. Uh, smartenough.org will have a bunch of show notes, as we do in every episode. So if you want to know a little bit more about stuff we've talked about, you can go there and find out about strontium or protein damaging the liver or flying fish. Uh, wait, when's this coming out? Oh, uh, yeah, I am going to be on a science panel show Ooh. on, I think it's Sunday the 17th of March in Goodness Ipswich, me. Queensland. Lordy. So if you want to see me get up on stage and do science type stuff. All uh, over everyone. Just, all just over blasting, everyone. Just blasting you in science. Yep. Uh, get out to uh, get, get onto the website. There'll be a link to that as well. Yay. What's it called? Uh, it is called. 
what's it called? I can't remember science Nation. Science, science Nation. The Science Nation will be presenting Science 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 Says, says. with the delectable TVs. Dr. Joel Gilmore. Dr. Joel Gilmore, who may be having a little bit more of a role on the podcast maybe, soon. Maybe, maybe, yes. He's, maybe. Very, he's very, he's very tasty. He's very, he's, he's like the, he's the thinking woman's crumpet. He's very, he's very TV. He's the thinking man's crumpet. He's just crumpet. Let's face it. And as we always like to say, American cockroach, stay away from me. American cockroach, honey, let me be. Don't want you coming eating my shit. Don't want you coming around a little bit of a cockroach. Play like a, a twelve-string guitar with all them arms. <laughs> Actually, can you see me? Yeah, yeah, I can see you. I'm oh, looking. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Oh, no, that joke made me, makes me look terrible. It does, it does. Uh, so does most of the podcast. As I'm getting older, I'm getting very angry about these sort of things. Everyone just does it. Everyone's like, well, I, I got kicked in the ass, therefore I have to kick people in the ass. And you're like, stop it. Stop doing that. <laughs> like, but, but Greg, literally, look, there's a boot print on my ass. I, I know, and I'm very sorry about that. But it doesn't mean you should kick people in the ass. And they're like... No, no. If I, I don't kick right. their ass, someone else is, is going to kick their ass. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah it's just a, they'll and, never learn. And if I don't keep throwing asses out of the window, then those pe- those ass kickers are not going to have a job. <laughs> it's, it's just oh. okay. You got it. It's, it's kind of like the um in with India with the cobras where they went. Okay, everyone, if you uh if you catch a cobra, we'll give you money. So people started breeding cobras. <laughs> And it's like, and then yeah, they farmed and now the India cobras. India has more cobras than ever. Well, yeah, they farmed the cobras, and then they and they got the money from that. And then the government went, "Oh, we're on to you. No, no more bounty on the cobras." And they're like, well, "What yeah. do we do with all these cobras? I don't know. Just chuck them out. Yeah, more yeah. cobras than there were before." <laughs> Strange. And humans the, are very good at hacking systems. And the same idea has been put forward for, um, uh, I think, cane toads. Oh no! Yeah, by uh-huh. but by the idiot people in the government, like the red-headed right, okay. uh, no. criminals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Usual. not that all redheads are criminals. They're just there's just there are spe- there's a specific red-headed criminal in our government who probably. No, did... no, no, hang on. No, we are we are saying that Dan redheaded because they have no souls. They're soulless monsters. And... Oh, well, then can they truly be considered criminals then? Because they oh, they don't understand just... the difference between good and evil. Oh, of course, good point. Yeah, they're, they're just following their programming. That's right. It's yeah. like saying it's like saying a rhino that gores you to death is evil. You're yeah, right. A redheaded. Yeah, it's you, you. You carry a redhead across the water on your back, and it'll sting yeah. you to death. And it's like, and why that... did you do that, redhead? It says it's in my nature. It's in my nature. That's exactly, in my no, nature. exactly right. That's that's good. That's um. <laughs> don't even start about left-handed people. <laughs> <laughs>